NCAA has, uh, they say college football players should be tested for the Rones at least 72 hours before a game. Now, let me ask you, RJ, 72 hours before a game, can a lot happen from a Wednesday night to a Saturday morning? Yeah, like you go to class. Can you also part? Well, I mean, there's not really much partying going on right now, like bar-wise, but did players in your time, and you don't have to name any names, but you are in the circle of trust. Bat Mernstein. Bat Mernstein. Would go out for Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> well, that doesn't. He's admitted to that many times. I know. Would anyone else do it? But yeah. yes, I'm, other, I'm glad other, you could confirm. Yeah, I mean, they're college guys. Like, yeah, you, that's what I was saying yesterday. You do. You go to Bacon Night at Wando's. Oh you, yeah, dollar beers. Do you go for Thirsty Thursday? I mean, yeah, they're college guys. Friday night, uh, the the two deep all stays at the team hotel, so they're in for the night. Yeah, um, and they're accounted for there, but. I mean, if you're doing that, you have to test 72 hours beforehand. I mean, you have to make sure those guys don't go anywhere for 72 hours. And how are you going to make sure that college kids don't go somewhere? Right? I mean, you'd have to, for this year, like, make an athlete dorm and just have all the athletes in there and have somebody watching all the doors. Not happening. Right. I mean, for that to happen, these guys would have to... I mean, not just football, but I mean, if it was for other competition, like, what are you going to do for basketball when you got two games in a week? <laughs> like, right? I it's like, it, it's just not feasible, uh, because like you said, it's Wednesday. You're still, definitely on Wednesday. There's still 72 hours there that they can go ahead and go do anything. Yeah, yeah. you you mentioned class, obviously bar scene. What about just going to workout facilities? You still have practice. You still have yeah. workouts. And I mean, at Where, least they're going to go get food. There you can watch them and have control, uh, you know, quote unquote, control over the situation. But uh, yeah, I mean, life. And how many other, in 72 hours? How many other sports teams are using those same facilities at different times during that week mm-hmm. or in that span? What right. if, what if they had, because volleyballs, what if they had volleyball come back? They're using it on a Thursday morning, mm-hmm. and then the football team uses it Thursday afternoon. Well, volleyball doesn't play until Sunday, so they don't get tested. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I they mean, could, they, they there's share, so many different they things. They share the athletic trainer facility. They share, like, there's so much that gets shared. And, I mean, you can't tell me it's not the same at almost every other inst- university. You'd imagine it. I mean, there's, there's, like, schools that probably have football-only facilities, and then everybody else I'd gets assume the, there's like the SEC leftover schools, crap. Yeah. yeah, like, those weight rooms and locker rooms you see for the football team, I'd like to go ahead and see what the rest Dude, of the facilities look like. I think it was LSU, like, last year or two years ago, they re, they remodeled their whole facilities, yep. and oh my god, it's like you're in a, it's like you're, it's like, it's like you're in, like, it looks like, like you're NFL. in a VIP lounge at like oh, like some, some club, club in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, but it's like an NFL team. Like Jerry Jones and, dumped all his money into it. Right. It's insane. It it look they got they have a barber shop in there. Not like barber chairs where the guys can give themselves like an actual and, legit and, barber in there. Yeah, they like hire on a staff? guy to come on staff, and that's awesome. That's where he's gonna work for the day. Good for them, man. But, um, but there's. When you are testing, if you have a 72-hour leeway from getting tested to the game, it just takes one person. Right. It just takes one. I mean, you look at the NBA bubble right now. And you don't, they don't have to do anything nefarious. It could be just like, I need to go run to the grocery store quick to pick up something. Right. 
And then all of a sudden, oh, well, and then after the game, it's like, oh. And it, it, it might not even be their fault. It yeah, could be like exactly. some idiot who's got it has all the symptoms and and then still comes deci- around right yeah and still comes around and is like oh yeah i didn't think it would spread oh, oh still, okay uh, um but you know it's it, so, it okay. really makes no sense as to why 72 hours if you don't they have rapid have, testing too right but if you don't have an isolation period after that 72 hours so i mean it's kind of yeah, hard that's to true. do anything like even if you test negative you should isolate yourself then because then you know there's a very small chance yeah. of then in that 72 hours becoming R- positive. RJ, when you guys would go on like a, a game to say like in Indiana or Purdue, mm-hmm. what when would you leave like for the bus trip? Would you guys stay the night, like well, that Friday night? So for th- there were two traveling parties. Uh, there was the early crew. Who would leave? Are those are the people that got in trouble. No, that those the people who go <laughs> early. Uh, make sure. Like, hey, we cut you party unless I'm at Wando. Yeah. You got to be the early crew now. No, it, it was all support staff who would go okay, gotcha. and get the locker room ready at the stadium uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, you get the the hotel ready. Make sure you know all the room keys work. Make sure uh, the hotel actually changed. Bed linens and things like that. You had to make sure that the hotel staff did that. Yeah. The, oh, there when, were times where did you, you guys go take a black light to it. Be like, oof. No. Like, <laughs> but you could tell. I think like, Scott was here. Oof. You at at points in time you could tell when a hotel staff didn't. I walked do into their a, job. I went into a hotel that I got, and they're like, "Yeah, your room's ready." And I walked in. There's a giant turd not in the toilet. On the seat. It's like, who uh, who put a turd on the seat? You staying in the I, same room as Amber Heard and Johnny Depp? Maybe. I, but then I, I got upgraded. I'm I like, was checking out I, a room. I called them like, yo, there's a turd on my seat. Wet sheets. Wet sheets. Wet Like they sheets. took them out of the washing machine and put them in the dryer? No, like the whole... the or someone wet the bed? The I don't know, because the... What's worse, wet sheets or someone putting a giant turd on your toilet? <laughs> Probably the giant turd. <laughs> I got yeah, upgraded, Because like... We we well, were so checking sorry, out sir. the room, set something down on the bed, and heard like a squish. Mm, you know, mm, not like a mm, not like a th- kind of a. No. It's a hard bed. It was yeah. like, and we're like, what the heck was like that? Like when you got squishy shoes. And then touching the bed, it just felt wet. And I'm like, no, we can't no, have no, somebody no, no. stay you in this it? room. You didn't you didn't sniff it first? Well, no, it was like a. It was like the entire thing was wet. It's like they went and did the laundry and then put it and on. forgot to put it in the dryer. Yeah. Uh, I so, still would have sniff tested it first. <laughs> But I mean, it, so yeah, you you go and check the rooms to make sure right, that's everything's ready, just so when people get there, and so you do that Thursday, Friday, the team. So if like it's, R. Kelly sheets. Place like, when we went to Northwestern, Iowa, and Minnesota, those were bus trips. Everywhere else was flying. Yeah, the reason why I asked was and if the, you're if you're on Friday the road afternoon. if you're on the road that day you should be tested right before you leave so that everyone knows if they're good or not yeah. you get on the bus and then you're in your hotel yep. if you're the home team you should be tested probably again that night yep. or the morning of cuz that would be the most accurate yeah. where and and like you said there's that rapid testing now so you'd know i just don't get why you're it's 72 hours yeah the, the wednesday That's the window that, like, boggles my mind it, it, yeah, there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of partying to do on Thursday and Friday. I mean, if and if or how many just, people how many people party on a Friday before a game? Uh, like the people who aren't at the team hotel for for a home game. Like yeah, 
people who so just, aren't at the okay. hotel. Well, so people would party, though, for Friday before yeah, Friday night? Yeah, like guys who knew they weren't going to play. Okay. It's yeah. not even partying, though. It's just the number of people you'd come into contact yeah. between yeah, I mean, class, throw partying out of it. partying, working out, I just, just living, party. living your normal life. I mean, it's Friday. I'm drinking a beer right now. I just want to party. The guys who stayed at the team hotel were the two deep at every position, as well as some guys who, you know, uh, were key third string guys. Okay. So, I mean, basically anybody who would have a role in the game, uh, minus some major injury or something like that, uh, were at the team hotel uh, the in the Friday before a game. So, be honest. Bat Mernstein would party on Thursdays. At, yeah, he said that before. He said that multiple times. No, I'm not saying this is Matt Bernstein. I'm saying this is Bat. bat. Yeah, no, it's bat. bat. No, I get you. Bernstein. Would Bat party on Fridays? I don't think so. But you can't You can't confirm or deny it? I never saw him leave the hotel. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> never saw him come back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have more of this NCAA recommendations. They lay out a pretty uh, broad protocol. Oh, he's... He's leaving today. I was going to say, we. Oh yeah. let's give him a call. <laughs> Most of these uh, protocols are expected to be mandated by the Power Five. I'll give you some more of the, I guess they call them highlights. Brewers had, what was it, game three last night for the Blue and Gold Series. The Gold Team wins again, courtesy of a bomb ski from Logan Morrison. Get up! Get up! Get out of here, God! For Lomo, we'll talk about that coming up. We also know who the Brewers will face uh, starting pitching-wise, when they go to Wrigley next Friday. Rowdy, baseball is next Friday for the Brewers. Thursday one is week away. One, one week away. We got one week, as the Bare Naked Ladies would say, away. Baseball. But before that, something we haven't really touched on lately is, listen, dude, conspiracy theories have been taking over everything lately. Everything. And I had a... Uh, um, a Facebook status out last night. I found this meme. I chuckled at it. And I said, my favorite conspiracy theory is that everything is going to be okay. <laughs> That's my favorite conspiracy theory. Yeah. But one that started it all was the one that the thing that started conspiracy theory Friday here on the show was Jose Canseco. Jose Canseco proclaimed this had to have been, what, a year and a half? Was it two summers ago? It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Two summers ago, I think. Jose Canseco proclaimed that for the low, low price of like a couple thousand dollars, you could hang out with him in the desert of Vegas. And he knows and befriended Sasquatch and aliens. And Jose Canseco, for a couple grand, you could go stay with him in his like weird, creepy van and hang out with Bigfoots and possibly see aliens. That's what started Conspiracy Theory Friday here. And our, uh, and Nelly. And he was charging people for it. Yeah, a couple grand. Nelly, what do you know about me? I have an affinity for aliens, right? They exist. Aliens are real. First of all, do you think aliens are real? Yeah, because prior to that was when we were always talking about ancient aliens. And then Jose Canseco came out with this. Exactly. I've always believed in aliens. Ever since I was a wee little lad. I also believe in Sasquatch. Nelson, do you think Sasquatch is real? I mean, probably. I mean, prove he's not. The truth is out there. I'm always on a quest for aliens. News of the weird about a month ago 
I had a story that the government actually started a Senate Intelligent Committee to prepare a public report on unidentified aerial phenomenons, a.k.a. UFOs. Remember the Pentagon released videos from Navy pilots who had this. It was a huge story. Remember that? It's all it's all legit. The Pentagon declassified it, released it, and said, we don't know what these are. They're unidentified aerial phenomenons. Wasn't really a huge story, though. Yeah, because that's when uh, that's when the Rona started busting out, and then there was Tiger King to take away your you know, attention from it, and then now everyone's freaking out. If, like, if the aliens weren't wearing masks, you better believe everyone would be talking about it. But since we don't know if the aliens are wearing masks or not, no one cares. Well, guess what? If you like him or not politically, this doesn't matter. But Marco Rubio wants answers. And if Marco Rubio is in charge, it's probably not going to get done because that dude's worthless. But Marco Rubio has now, as as acting chair of the Senate Intelligent Committee, Rubio is pushing to have the military prepare a public report on unidentified aerial phenomenons. And it's legit. Here's little Marco talking about it. Are we alone? (laughs) Um, no, look, here's the interesting thing for me about all this and the reason why I think it's an important topic, okay? And that is we have uh, things flying over our military bases and places where we're conducting military exercises and we don't know what it is and it isn't ours. So that's a legitimate question to ask. I would say that, um, uh, frankly, that if it's something of outside, outside this planet, that might actually be better than the fact that we've seen some technological leap on behalf of the Chinese or the Russians or some other adversary. Dude, this is insane. That allows them to conduct this sort of activity. They're, they're, he just the said they have them flying over military there are bases. things flying over your military bases, and you don't know what they are because they're not yours, and they exhibit potentially technologies that you don't have at your own disposal. That, to me, is a national security risk and one that we should be looking into. Rowdy, what is going on? What is happening? There's a little Marco Marco Rubio saying there's there's these unidentified aerial phenomenons of technology that no one has flying over our military bases. This dude's admitting right here that, that about UFOs. Or he, could they be the United States? Do tell. Tell me more. They have the technology? Bob I just Lazar? Wa- Bob Lazar? I, I just watched Independence Day two weeks ago. <laughs> and the president didn't even know about that back room with the alien. Yeah, by the way, Independence Day, the movie, <laughs> can we talk about that really just very quick here? Oh, and why do you think they're starting Space Force? So we're going to go to war. Not here in America. Not here in the uh, in, on Earth. We're going to war in space, folks. The aliens. In Independence Day, the movie, how does the president know how to fl- like fly all these airplanes? Yeah, and how did they allow him to? Yeah, if you if you, the president... <laughs> would you allow him to fly a fighter jet? How does he know? How did he know in the movie? How old was he in the movie? Well, he was supposed to be a younger president. Yeah. Right. Remember, and then we said, well, what are the odds that a president actually has their pilot license? <laughs> yeah. And it turns out there were three in history, the two Bushes, and it was JFK. JFK had his pilot's license? Pretty sure that was the third. And why would they allow him to go fly? Wouldn't they like put him in a bunker somewhere? Anyways, that's what they got Will Smith for. They got Will Smith for fighting the aliens. I mean, hell. You see Jada Pinkett Smith? No, it was Dwight D. Eisenhower. That was the other one. What kind of what kind of airplanes was Eisenhower flying around in? That's what I want to know. I think I was confusing JFK with his uh, son. <laughs> R.I.P.? Or is he still alive? I don't know. Who knows? All right, so there you go. Little Marco, Marco Rubio. 
basically admitting, not basically, did admit that there is these weird unidentified aerial phenomenons flying around government facilities and they it's technology they've never experienced before the, the the government is basically admitting in ufos and no one bats an eye nelson here i am losing my mind over it i talked to tom DeLong of blink 182 you know tom DeLong, blink 182 i had a i had a i interviewed him a couple weeks ago it was wild all we did was talk about aliens and ufos the dude is insane insane in a good way it's crazy. All right, Rowdy. So next Friday, enough of the aliens. Next Friday, they're real though. Next Friday, the Brewers will play the Chicago Cubs Wrigley Field. And yesterday, Cubs manager, also Dancing with the Stars winner, David Ross, told reporters via Zoom that taking the mound, and I got to assume it's going to be Woodruff taking the mound for the Brewers game one. You'd assume so, right? I don't know why it wouldn't be. I assume it's Brandon Woodruff taking the mound for the Brewers. But opposite him will be Kyle Hendricks. He will be the opening day starter for the Chicago Cubs, followed by you, Darvish. You! What do you think of Kyle Hendricks getting the start, getting the nod for the Chicago Cubs, probably opposite Woody? I mean, he's been a solid pitcher for the Cubs the last few seasons. Yep. Surprised uh, John Lester wasn't in those top two. I know know he is getting older, but... Do you think that's just because he's because he's getting older? Maybe he can't get stretched out enough. There wasn't enough time. What do you think? I have no idea. Maybe it's maybe starting to fade. And then you Darvish is going to be getting the nod for the next game. But then no one's really come out to say anything about the starting pitchings pitchers for the Brewers. I assume it's going to be Brandon Woodruff getting the nod game one. And then when it comes to game two, who who's it going to be? I saw a couple of big J's reporting over this, talking about how they're going to do, once again, the pitching by committee coming up this year for your Milwaukee Brewers, Nelly. On that pitching staff, do, I mean, do you have anyone that you would tab to be the Brewers' second? Who would be the second pitcher in the rotation? Oh, man, for the Brewers. I mean, they got – they've. I they came out no and idea. said it's going to be a pitcher by committee, right? We kind of, I think we kind of figured that, right? Yeah, After what, how we've that. seen them use their bullpen, how that we've seen them use their starters yep. in the last, man, it's probably dating back to 2017. Yeah, you'd have to imagine that Brett Anderson would be in there somewhere, but he's dealing with a blister. He's got a blister. By the way, I'm still monitoring mine. I'm on day five now. They gotten a little better. You'd have to. Imagine that Josh Lindblom would be in there, the MVP from Korea. Korean MVP, yes, sir. He just threw, was it yesterday? I didn't really stay up to date with the blue and gold series yesterday. The gold team won. Yeah, but didn't Josh Lindblom throw? Uh, I'll have to go look. I, I I didn't watch much of it yesterday. And then, I was busy. And then you also have guys like Corbin Burns who've thrown well lately. Corbin Burns was dealing the second game. He struck out. Seven batters, and he faced seven batters. And you have two guys that are competing for that rotation that you really haven't heard about at all in the past week, and that would be Adrian Hauser and Freddie Peralta. Yeah, fastball Freddie's got another pitch now. That's exciting, right? So, like, the Brewers really don't have a clear-cut number two? Mm -mm. It's Brandon Woodruff and whoever's got the hot hand right now, and I think that's probably how they're going to use their pitching rotation at least to start to see where they're at. Now, do you think that's going to bite them in the ass, or it's like, all right, that's perfect for the Brewers and it's perfect for a sixty-game season? Who's ever dealing gets the call. You remember last year when I was getting pretty upset? And well, you get well, you get upset a lot. You got to tell me which. Well, which it was it was about. with because I I disagreed with how 
Craig Council was pulling a lot of his starters early oh, in the, the early hook. you know, fourth, fifth inning when, you know, guys didn't seem to be tiring or guys seemed to be rolling and all of a sudden they're getting pulled out. Yeah. And I said they couldn't sustain that a whole season. It's going to hurt the bullpen. And then all of a sudden we got to June and the bullpen started failing. And then guys like Matt Albers and, and players like that were kind of hurt and the bullpen was really reeling. Yes. And that was when I was pushing the David Stearns Mount Notice. We need pitching. We need to go get pitching. And then later in July, they ended up acquiring with a Ray Black and um, was it? No, it was Pomeranz. Yeah, Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz. Drew Pomeranz from San Francisco. And then the bullpen looked a lot better, right? When they added some arms. Well. They can do that this year because if you remember when he was doing that quite a bit in late March, April, May, and early June. Yeah. That's two and a half months. This season's only two months. So I wouldn't be surprised if they honestly used Brandon Woodruff as the ace and then just, and just a, a mixed match of guys the other four starts in that five-man rotation. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Let's see, Freddie Peralta, I'm looking at his line yesterday. Freddie Peralta, because you brought his name up, Freddie Peralta gave up uh, that three-run shot to Lomo, Logan Morrison, and then he settled down. That was in the first. Then he settled down. His pitching line was three and two-thirds innings pitched, four hits, three runs, three earned runs, and one K. Lynn Bloom, uh, let's see, Lynn Bloom here. Josh Lynn Bloom threw the ball well for the Brewers. Going five, giving up four hits, one run, one earned run, six Ks. And then I'm looking at the Brewers' depth chart right here. Well, we haven't even talked about Eric Lauer. I know, I know we haven't. He was he was balling in spring training 1.0 where he was looking really good in his outings, and then all of a sudden he was one of the mysterious players that were there and then all of a sudden wasn't there, and I believe tested positive for COVID-19, so he's on the shelf too. So I'm looking at the Brewers depth chart right now on MLB.com. This is their this is their rotation. Brandon Woodruff, number one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now there's eight people they have listed on the rotation. Brandon Woodruff one, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson, Josh Lindblom, Eric Lauer, Brent Suter, Corbin Burns, and then Freddie Peralta. And then they list their bullpen after that with Josh Hader being the closer. Yeah, and especially with the increase for rosters, you know, yeah. it's going to be 30 this year. Mm-hmm. It allows for the Brewers to keep extra arms and I think was the number that they said they were going to keep was like 16 pitchers, I believe is yeah, what they said. Yeah, I think that sounds that sounds right, if I remember correctly. That's a lot of arms it compared is a lot to of when arms. you're you're normally operating with 12. Yeah, the so I like that idea. What are he's going to throw is he going to do a CC every 3 games? Every third game, you got Woody coming out, trotting out there. I don't foresee that, but, I mean, how nice is it for how we've seen Craig Council manage the bullpen since 2017 to say, instead of having 12 or 13 arms, I now have 16. Not bad. Because we have seen that in the middle of the season, well, especially last year when Knabel was out, obviously Hayter was only being used more as a closer, and then you you were pulling – your starters early and really leaning on that bullpen in the months of April, May, and early June, and it really showed in in June and then July until they made those trades. But how nice is it now that you have three, four extra arms? It's very nice because isn't that the Brewers' bread and butter? And that's what what did they do in September the last two years when they made up all that ground 
getting arms. Where they got hot and won all those games. That was when they had the the expanded rosters of up to 40 guys where they had a ton of different arms where they could use in different situations. Now you still have to technically throw to three batters, yeah. but there are a lot of loopholes. Well, it, in, unless you get hurt. Or end an inning. End an inning. Like there's so many different loopholes where it's like guys won't be throwing to three batters. My question is, all right, let's say, because let's say, you have to throw to three batters. You get a guy in. Let's say uh, who's who's uh let's say Alex Claudio comes in as a situational guy and you just want to get one out, but he has to throw to three batters. Alex Claudio comes in and he gets his out, and then all of a sudden there's a little submarine pitch. And the next guy comes with the bat, and all of a sudden he starts holding his elbow. He's like, oof, oof, ah, oh my elbow is like, oh yeah, I got a little little lame, coming up a little lame here. So let's say they take him out because injury. Is it the honor system for injury, or afterwards you got to go like get checked out by the medical staff, and then they got to say, "All right, he's going on a ten day disabled injury list." Well, do you excuse me? Don't you remember when we would joke about this? <sighs> I think it was in my, my elbow. I think it was last year where Jalise Chassin was really struggling. Yeah, and I go, "Oh, you just wait. He's going to have an injury." Mm-hmm. And then it was all of a sudden after that bad start. Oh, he's got back tightness, or he had some phantom tightness, yeah. and then he was on the DL for just the right amount of time, and then he came back and still looked bad, and then he went back <laughs> on the DL yeah. with like oh, some other type of tightness. It was like, is it tightness or is it just you want to look at other guys and say he's I think quote you just unquote want to look at other guys injured? Just want to look at other guys, and then other people kind of started theorizing that, but it was like, I mean, you could kind of tell. When the guy was struggling, and then it went from one slight injury to the other. Is it kind of like general soreness? It might have a little bit of something <laughs> to do with general soreness. Ooh, my elbow. I only got one guy, but my elbow started to flare up. Oh, sorry, coach. Got to take me out. Call in the pen. Call him in. So that's what I, like, is there the honor system for this? Because there is, there is ways to get around you have to, these rules, these new rules. End an inning. You're injured. Uh, there might be some other ones, but those are two minds that come to the top of my mind. Ooh, yeah, my elbow. Ooh, a little tight. But, I mean, think about it, though. If you if you don't start the inning and you come in and there's already two outs and obviously Alex Claudio is a situational lefty and there's a lefty coming up, you bring in Claudio for one batter. Oh, there's the end of the inning. Oh, oh. He's not going to start the next inning. Oh, bye, there's Claudio. There's ways around it. Thanks for your uh, service. But, I mean... If you look at the Brewers, they have a lot of depth, and that's one thing that David Stearns has been big on since he became the GM of the Milwaukee Brewers. Yep. And they do have a lot of arms. Now, exactly how good are all those arms going to be, we don't exactly know. Now that's the million-dollar question. Since it's a lot of guys that you're rolling the dice on that you haven't seen very much of, Mm -hmm. but you will know one thing. They have a lot of major league quality arms. Dude, Devin Williams, I guess, was just dealing last night. He struck out... Three of the four batters he faced, including Ben Gamble, who could be the well, MVP of the spring training. 2.0. Well, that's the thing. The Brewers have 20 guys in the bullpen slash rotation that are MLB quality. They're just not the top level guys where you're like, yeah, now we got some pitchers. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically Brandon Woodruff, Josh Hader, Corey Knebel, and a bunch of uh, question marks. Capable guys. I like that. Capable guys. <laughs> Nelson, you got big plans this weekend, Bruce Broski? Uh, yeah, I might be uh, going to another bachelor party. Another bachelor party? 
What do you mean another one? When's the last one? What? I went to another one about a month ago. Was that what? You, what'd you do for that one? Strictly just two outdoor bars. Okay, outdoor bars. Oh yeah, I remember that now. And this one, what's the plan for this one coming up? Uh, this one is supposed to be in the Dells. Oh, I know. There's some the sultry joints in the Dells. Yeah, where they're. They, I think they said they rented out the like a log cabin sure. type yeah. condo place. Cool. And cool. all I know for plans is that there is a golf tournament that is scheduled. So it's a bachelor and party. Better, and there was money wagered on it. There's a bachelor party. There's a golf tournament scheduled during the day. And you guys are staying at a log cabin. Nelson, in the Dells is another building that is like a log cabin. It's It, it looks just like a log cabin on the inside and outside. But there's another thing that happens inside that log cabin. Naked women dance. And last I checked, bachelor parties tend to get a little rowdy sometimes. And they'll go to these places where these nude women are, a.k.a. strip clubs. Is that in your future? I honestly don't know. And with the crew I'm going with, I don't think they know either since... This was rumored to be happening for like two months, but no one really knew anything about it until yesterday afternoon. Now, I'm just saying uh, there, that certain that certain strip club that is in the Dells, it looks like a log cabin. I remember reading a story. <laughs> there was also an outbreak there. <laughs> there was an outbreak of COVID-19 there about, what was that, a month or two ago? Whatever it was. So, Nelly, instead of putting a dollar bill in your mouth, just lick lick your finger and then dab that on your forehead and then stick the dollar bill in your forehead. That way, you won't be close to the, the mouth. You won't yeah. have any dro- no droplets, if you know what I'm saying. So just stick the dollar bill smack dab on your forehead and then hold your breath. I mean, that, I can, way, that way you won't get the rones. I can be kind of a stickler, too. I don't even know if the dollar bill is going to get up there. All right, well, I think you could stick a quarter on your head, too. <laughs> make it rain with the change. Make it rain with the change. Make it, it's called making it hail, actually. Making it hail. That's when you have change. And if uh, the golf game is anything like last night, I might be poor, too. Ooh. Also, you bring water if you're golfing Saturday, Nelly. The heat index is 100 degrees. You guys are going to be – it's called swamp ass. And you guys are going to be in it full of force. Also, we know what happens when it gets really hot out and you're on a golf course. Find out the policy and if you have to wear your shirt or not when you're golfing at this course. Well, at least I remember one time I was at a tournament and I turned around and there's Nelson with his shirt off golfing. Quite the sight to behold. Yeah, I think that drive went 400 easy. <laughs> Check the shirt policy at the golf course you're at. But then also be like, yo, if they do say you have to wear a shirt at all times, be like, it's the heat index is over 100. Let, let me breathe, baby. And get, maybe, you know, and wear sunscreen as well. You know what happens last time you went out partying with your buddies? You didn't have sunscreen. You had third-degree self-diagnosed, third-degree burns. So bring the SPF 50 for me. I am a doctor, though. Do tell. Did you just play one on the show? I had a Dr. Pepper last night. <laughs> Did you figure out how many flavors are in that yet? Yeah, 23. Have you have you been able to decipher each one? It's the taste of originality, Ebo. <laughs> I got some Dr. Pepper at home, bro. All right, so there you go, Nelly. Oh, the king says, though, sorry, strip joints are only accepting electronic payments right now. So bring your debit card. They'll have one of those little uh, those little eye rigs where you just swipe it right there on their iPhone. Do you take credit? Do you, do you take credit? You take anything? Okay, cool. Well, have fun, man. Be safe. And uh, like I said. Yeah, they're supposed to be, I think they said, you're welcome to join them anytime starting Friday afternoon. I think I'm going to wait till Saturday morning. <laughs>
Last time I was at a, a uh, bachelor party, it was in the Dells. We didn't stay in a log cabin though. We stayed in like a dilapidated trailer out in the middle of nowhere. I felt like I was. I saw that. I felt like I was a part of the Hills Have Eyes. I thought I was going to get murdered in my sleep. In fact, I didn't really sleep too well because I was thought I was going to get murdered. Better in my or sleep. worse than Seattle? Wow, that's a that's a good question. Because when we were at my bachelor, or not my, not mine, my buddy's bachelor party in the Dells. We were literally staying, I'm not even kidding, in like a dilapidated trailer that they found an Airbnb. It was a hell of an experience. Great time. But when we were sitting outside playing bags, there's like this little rustling in the woods. We're like, look behind us, like, what the, what the hell is that? There was this like weird looking guy that looked like he was from the Hills Have Eyes. He looked like he grew up next to like under power lines or a radiation plant or a, a power plant, like you got radiation or something. He looked like from the Hills Have Eyes. And he just creepily said, <laughs> You guys play guitar good. <laughs> and then he came over and, and, and chilled with us and said that we needed to be quiet because Mother was sleeping. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even making this up. He said Mother was sleeping. Next to the trailer we were staying in. Yeah, it's some creepy stuff. Next to the trailer was another trailer where, I'm not, I'm not kidding you, this dude who looked like a mutant, like some freak show from the Hills Have Eyes, literally told us Mother was sleeping and if we wake her up, she'd get angry. You know... Normally, when I talk about going on vacation, I don't talk about going to hang out in trailers. This isn't. This was a bachelor party. This wasn't a vacation. The, the vacation was in Seattle, where we stayed on a marijuana farm. <laughs> that itself was very strange. Very strange over there in Seattle. It wasn't Seattle. It was way out in the country. If you <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> normally I like to take a step up. Not well. It's vacation. You got to talk to my booking agent, my wife Jen. She's the one that did it. She. Oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Well, there's no lock on the door, so I want to just put our luggage in front of the door so no one can come in and murder us in our sleep. She, she had the best night of sleep of her life. Here I am up protecting us, Nellie. Obviously, I didn't die. I'm here to tell the story. And I kid you not, dude, in Seattle, I think I told you this. There was a, a couple from Brazil staying there who also was very concerned for their lives like I was. My wife, Jen, was oblivious to it all. The other couple, this guy said he'd been staying there for months Changed his story of who he was and what he did multiple times. I'm like, dude, keep the story straight. You're just freaking me out. And his wife, who we never saw, her nickname, and I kid you not, her nickname was Ebo. Did I tell you that? Did I tell you that? Yeah. What are the odds? What are the odds? 608-321-167, let's go to the phones. I'd, I'd say the odds were pretty good that he was going to be wearing your skin by the end yeah, of but the his, Yeah, but his wife was nicknamed Ebo? That's just crazy. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Terry from the North Side. The King of the North. What's up, Terry? All of your fans have been waiting for you to call in. You know, Evo, I really thought a guy was BSing me the other day when he was telling me about this. You know, um, they went to this strip joint about three weeks ago or two weeks ago, whatever it was, up in Columbia County. Yeah. And he went, and they said he, he went and got, you know how you go to Walmart and you buy them $5 gift cards? You know, you can put like $5 on it or 500 or something like that, you know? Yeah. He went and bought. 70 of them $5 cards, and what they did was, after the girl would get done dancing, you know how in church they used to, or still do, pass the pen around, you know, for donations? Yep, yep. These people would put their donations in this... Collection plate? Like, yeah. For the stripper? Well, instead of sinking it down her panties or down to wherever... No touching, go, no touching. No touching. And they didn't have gloves on. I don't know if they had masks on either, but I do know that... They passed the plate, and they certainly <laughs> filled that thing full. And I thought it was BSing me. Now you're, 
Nelson's kind of confirming that this very well possibly happened. <laughs> Nelson, you ready for the collection plate? <laughs> Goodness. Terry, that's pretty funny, man. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, some of my friends, I will tell you this, some of these stories they tell me, you know, it's like, okay, you know, it's like the guy who catches the fish, you know, how long it is, depending on who he ate. Oh, but, yeah, the, um, the fish always gets bigger in the story. Yeah, bigger than the newspaper when it's, when it's on Sunday's paper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, more and more of this stuff is coming out. I'm thinking, you know, you just can't make this stuff up. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, you, you think of a Rowan and I guess the place is jam full. I mean, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Terry, life finds a way. Life finds a way. Strippers find a way, Terry. You know, that's why I guess my dad always said that you even got to feed the working girl. So I understand that, you know. I, Terry, I know, I know, I know your calling card: strip clubs and uh, one of the oldest professions in the world, or the oldest profession in the world, hooking. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, maybe they were looking for a second venture. They were going to have a like top would be the church and bottom would be the strip club, and they'd name it Heaven and Hell. Now, there's an idea. Yeah. That's creepy. No, there's an I idea. Like no, there's an idea. And then they can actually start on the pole up top, and then they would slide down. And then when you're done to the basement. Then when you're down in the strip club in hell, you can go back up and ask for forgiveness in heaven. It's a business plan. <laughs> yep, then you're absolved of all your sins, Terry. I tell you, I, I tell you. a lot of money there's two collection plates, one for the church, one for the strippers. And then the, then the, then the church, the strippers will have you taken the church on Sunday to pray for them. Exactly. Hey, have a good weekend, Terry. You too. Take care, buddy. It is okay to be frugal at a strip club, Nelly. It is okay to say no and be frugal. It's fine to hang out in the back and be that guy just drinking a beer. You don't want to be that one guy who is just losing all his money. Maybe took his wedding ring off. Well, you're not married, so you're fine there. There's always a couple people in there you're looking at and they're like, this guy is creeping me out. Don't be the creepy guy there, all right, Rowdy? I definitely won't be the... I know you're not a strip club guy. Neither am I, really. But I've experienced it a couple times. Yeah, you've been in a few strip clubs. I will guarantee I can walk in there, look around, and say, I'm definitely not the creepy guy. In fact, the last time I was at one, it was for Thanksgiving. We did the show there. Yeah. And my wife came. Jen sat down right next to like, with me. Our caller, Brenda, came. We had Brenda come in and show us. That she then, was there. Then we she had... wasn't up on the stage. She was there. She had dinner with us. <laughs> yeah, we had probably a, what half a dozen listeners that yeah. popped in throughout the day even the one guy that kept confusing me and joe yeah and here's the craziest <laughs> part about it all i kid you not when we were there for thanksgiving the food was delicious by the way it was catered by tnt catering <laughs> that i think that guy was how good pre- was that food it was actually pretty good yeah. i think that one guy was pretty liquored up because he came up to me oh, and you you think that dude was bombed and he goes, i love that guy was awesome yeah, Joe, I would have figured you'd have been a little bit taller. Like, not, and then I'm not I'm not Joe, he's over there. Oh, okay. And then as he's, you know, talking to us a couple minutes later, hey Joe, I'm not Joe. <laughs> I'm Nelson. Oh, so the craziest part about that night though was when the Amish guy came in. Yes, that was so weird. The Amish guy came in and he thought we were doing a contest for five hundred dollars. <laughs> yes. The Amish guy an amateur contest. The Amish guy came in. I'm not kidding. This dude is Amish. And he had his wife with him, who was not Amish, but she was pregnant. Like, ready to give birth pregnant. I'm yes. like, 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 like humongous. Like, I'm not, like, beyond pregnancy. She was past the nine months. She was like 10 months pregnant, believe it or not. And he asked if she could get up on stage and she, try to win the $500. Because he thought it was amateur night. 
Or and we that, were putting on like an amateur night. Yeah, for, that, for a five hundred dollar <laughs> prize. I'm not kidding. An Amish guy. I'm not kidding. An Amish guy came in with his wife or. So we didn't know if he was okay. Amish or not. You Amish or a was, Mennonite or Yeah, because he had buttons. I don't know. Well, and he was smoking. If you're an Amish, you can't smoke. But he had the beard. He had the hat. He had the, he had the outfit. Yeah, he had the no mustache. He, whatever. I don't know what he fell under, but he looked Amish. But his girlfriend did not, who was, I'm not, I know a pregnancy doesn't go 10 months, but she looked 10 months pregnant. And, and she was ready to And she was ready there. to throw down. And I was thinking to myself, I do not want to see that baby wave at me. I'm out of here. So then uh, we we did our show, we ate and we we dipped. Other people stayed for way too long. And it was interesting to have Jen there too, right? Yeah, that was yeah, that was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So Rowdy, that I guess that kind of you dipped the toe. You dipped the toe. Yeah, that I forgot about. Was that your first time? About. Was that your first experience? No. Okay. Oh yeah, you you were down in Orlando for one, and I was yeah I was in Florida for for one, and then uh yeah with with our other coworker with at one Oof. nightmares a night you'll never forget Oofta. All right, coming up. <laughs> I'm excited for you for Saturday. Coming up. <laughs> I, I hope we don't even go. I hope you do. Coming up. Well, part of me hopes you don't. Part of me hopes you do. Coming up, we're gonna be talking about. Uh, MLB.com has, they're given the best bullpens, the best bullpens in baseball. And the Milwaukee Brewers fall somewhere that's going to be maybe a surprise for some people, maybe not a surprise for some people. But they fall in a pretty nice spot of the best bullpens in Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about that, break it down. And we'll also go back into a little bit of the NFL as well. In the meantime, let's yes, yes, Nelson. Well, on Twitch here, Andy Sand Seventeen says that was the best show ever. Oh yeah, because Andy was listening to that show. We had we had some of the adult dancers on. We had people annihilated out of their minds, like they probably shouldn't even been on air. I don't even know how they were functioning. It wasn't me, and it wasn't you. Someone put down like ten vodka. Sent Tito's and sodas in about three minutes. I remember blue and gold series. Gold notches another victory for the Brewers last night. Brewers, yes, indeed, they win. Three nothing, courtesy of a Logan Morris in a Lomo home run. Gold is up three nothing on the blue uh, again tonight on Brewers.com six thirty. They will be having game four for the Blue and Gold series. Pretty cool. They always mic up a, a they always mic up someone different every night to share their insight. It was Ed Cedar last night. He was killing it. He was crushing it. It was fun. Before that, it was Brent Suter. And then the day before that, it was Christian Yelich. Um, Keston Hira, by the way, they're saying that Keston Hira's injury is they're not having much concern. It's just precautionary, and it's not the same injury uh, that he had coming out of college where they thought that maybe he, what was it, Tommy John's they thought possibly? Yeah, it was his elbow. They said this is just precautionary. He's got some arm soreness. He should be fine. So hopefully they're not just, you know, telling us what we want to hear. Hopefully Kess Daddy is all right. But I would say if this was the year to sit out with an injury or you have to undergo surgery, wouldn't this be the time to do it? Yeah, just get it done now. Get it done now. But they're saying it, he should be fine. It's just, like I said, precautionary. Uh, but Rowdy... When it comes to the Brewers and their starting pitching rotation, we know Brandon Woodruff is that dude. Brandon Woodruff is the guy. He's your number one. After that, you don't really know. Like, who? what's the Brewers' starting pitching rotation going to look like? I don't know. 
I don't think the Brewers know. I don't. Yeah, they just said that who's ever hot, little pitching by committee, gonna get it going. Well, okay, that's had that's shown success for the Brewers in the past. So, in Stearns we trust, in Council we trust. Let's keep going with it. So I'm looking at MLB.com and they say who has the NL Central's best bullpen. This is pretty nice. Right here, bold letters, the best, the Brewers. They say the Brewers have the best bullpen in the NL Central, better than the Cubs, better than the Cards, better than the Reds, and yes, shocking, better than the Pirates. Can you believe that, Nelly? Better than the Pirates? (laughs) Who would have thought, right? (laughs) Who would have thunk it? So the Brewers' bullpen options uh, begin with arguably the best reliever in the game. What's his name? You got long hair? Where's glasses? Josh Hader. Josh Hader, the best reliever in the game. They say a uniquely effective weapon who has posted the fourth and fifth highest strikeout rates in history. That's a minimum of 35 innings in the past two seasons. Netting him National League Reliever of the Year award honors both times. And say because uh, the Brewers have found that Hader is most effective pitching multiple innings, with sufficient rest days built in, is especially important to surround that man, that dude, with other options capable of closing games. And the leading candidate would go to Corey Knable. Yeah, I think that's huge for the Brewers. 2018 All-Star, missed last year with Tommy Johns. Him being the guy to solidify that closer's role does so much for that bullpen. It just makes it that much better. Like we saw Josh Hader. Yeah, he's a he's a great reliever. His... One of his strengths is the fact that you can utilize him in so many different situations. Indeed. And it, that kind of limited him when they had to make him the closer, right? He, he couldn't come in and give you three lockdown innings when you needed it. He couldn't specifically come in in the fifth inning against in a tough situation where maybe you had runners on and one of the better bats coming up where he could come lock them down. Or he couldn't give you the seventh and the eighth to hand the ball to Corey Knable to shut it down. Yeah. So that really affected the Brewers' bullpen. It did. I mean, and that happened right at the end of training camp, right? You're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? So, yeah, obviously affected them big time. Yeah, Knable that was, was right a beast. at the end of spring training. I mean, Knable's an all-star. Yeah, he's coming off an all-star season, and all of a sudden, boop, Tommy Johns. Man. And Knable, from all accounts so far, has been throwing the ball lights out already in this summer camp 2.0. Yeah, he's been looking good. They say the, Brewer, the Brewers hope he's major league ready which he is, and another veteran of Tommy John surgery that they have signed as a free agent, and the Brewers believe he will continue to seek an uptick in velocity in his second season post-surgery would be the right-hander, David Phelps. Yeah, David Phelps has been a, a guy that's pitched in the big leagues and had some success, especially in the, the later innings. He was a setup guy, I know, with the Yankees and was pretty successful. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how about they also say they rely on the left-handers, the lefty, Brent Suter, who was a sensational last September in a multi-inning role following his own Tommy John comeback. But man, Brent Suter, was, he was crushing it pretty well once he was back in the group of things last year, wasn't he, Rowdy? Yeah, he, he was the guy that came on. If you remember, he obviously had to sit out with Tommy, yeah, Tommy John, John yeah. but he was coming on late, and yeah, he was he obviously he had pitch counts where he couldn't go full but he was more, looking but... At- he, he wasn't was blowing pitching. anyone away. He wasn't blowing anyone away by speed with any means, but he had really good command and good control, and he was he was dealing. Yeah, up he there. was logging solid innings, doing yeah. what the Brewers asked of him. Looking good. And then, um, what's your take on Alex Claudio? Now I know he's a very situational guy, but with the new rules, 
you have to have faced at least three bat three batters unless it's the end of an inning or you get injured. What is your take on Alex Claudio? Well, we've seen the Brewers use him multiple ways as being a situational lefty to get left-handed hitters out, and you've also seen him in the past. The Brewers used him for full innings. He actually led Major League Baseball in appearances last season. So I think if you can believe that. I think the Brewers are kind of going to use him like they've always used him. But if you remember correctly, the Brewers uh, didn't pick up his option and then just re-signed him, and it saved him like fifty grand. Yeah, <laughs> being the cheap asses that they are, and, and probably, not, not cheap asses, uh, frugal. Being uh, being the frugal organization that they tomato are. tomato. Okay, but uh, but anyways. <laughs> I mean, you can go talk to David Stearns about it. You can find him at a Walmart looking at the $1 bins for movies. I think I think he's clearly going to be used like they've used him. He'll be used to complete full innings and in situations where they can use those loopholes in the rules where he doesn't have to go the full inning. But the the Brewers also have Eric Yardley in camp, who mm-hmm. if you watched any of the... He was a waiver claim from San Diego, wasn't he? Yeah, if you watched any of the scrimmages or the Blue and Gold series, he was the guy that was the submarine righty. I like submarine pitchers. So he's kind of the opposite of what they would have with Alex Claudio being the lefty. Uh-huh. Who's got that so, sub who's got that sub pitch kind of to him? I wouldn't be surprised that if they held on to a guy like Eric Yardley, who now that you can keep 16, 17 pitchers, however many you determine you want to keep on that 30 man roster, where you could have a situational left handed pitcher and now a situational righty. There's just the one thing I don't like about Eric Yardley is he's a pitcher and in his name is Yard. You don't want to go Yard because then like like the Twitter jokes just write themselves for every team that's facing the Brewers if they go Yard off Yardley. It's just not. It's one thing I don't care for. But that's I'm just nitpicking now. See, I know you've watched more of the Blue and Gold series and in the, in the uh, practices more than I have just because of my internet. Yeah, you're a victim of where you live. I, so I've been curious on this guy now for. I guess two years. Have you seen Bobby Wall throw yet? No. See, I've been interested on in seeing him because he was a guy that they well, he got, missed last season due to a knee surgery, right? Yeah, they they got him from the Mets, and he was a guy that had some big league experience, had a lot of potential, mm-hmm. had really good velocity, and he was a guy kind of like Knable that in spring training of last season. Blew out his ACL, I believe it was. But he was a guy that was going to, last year before the ACL injury, was going to be potentially picking up those later innings with Hater, as a guy that would come out. Yeah, and the throw Duke heat. can throw some smoke. So I, I haven't seen him throw yet, but again, I haven't been able to to view as much as I you and I some don't of know the if other I've listeners. seen him. Um, I don't recall ever seen him on the mound, but I haven't watched. But that's yeah, it's another guy that could be taking help the Brewers in later innings. What with about some Ray Black? He, well, Ray Black is out of options entering his first full season with the Brewers. Yeah, and you, you probably will see him make the roster because he's out of options, right? He's 30. Yeah. I mean, he's bounced back and forth between AAA and the big leagues. Yes. Uh, last year, especially when I was ups- quite upset with the trade. He did pretty good, though. He pitched well, but at first, at first he's been like, very inconsistent. At first year, there's some questions, but yeah. And then um, homegrown. And you've seen him be inconsistent so far in spring training 1.0 and summer camp 2.0. So in summer camp 2.0 or spring training 2.0, another pitcher they have in their bullpen, Devin Williams, he actually was uh, he was dealing. He was dealing a little bit last night. He did. He struck out, I think, three or four, if, I, if memory serves me right. But he was looking good. So the Brewers, Brewers got a nice little bullpen shaping up here. Let's go to the phones really quick. 
608-321-1670. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? Now get out of here, Dave. I mean, I had to break some common sense. Who needs X-Lax when I hear this kind of stuff? So we need to end a Friday off. Or at least on... What are you trying to play here, Dave? It's Go Cubs Go. You know, a pleasure bowl, you know. Oh, God. I mean, everybody should be able to, instead of the National Anthem, evil. What? Instead of the National Anthem, it should be these final three words. Hang on, let's know. Dave, if that's if that ends up being the national anthem, I will I will I will tear down Wrigley Field. Like they're trying to come after Mount Rushmore, I'll come after Wrigley Field with the same tenacity. Yeah, I would take a knee to this song, <laughs> By the way, I, Dave, that song sucks. Four thousand dollars for fifteen tickets for every home cub game on rooftop it includes all you can eat and drink. Yeah, it's called highway robbery. Yeah, you, you can't um, even see them. It's like little ants. You're not even in Wrigley. You're on the rooftop. I know. We got called to see if we wanted tickets. I told the guy, what are you, nuts? I go, uh, <laughs> What are you, nuts? Exactly. I mean, it is. Oh, 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 oh. Take, take a knee. That's for Mike Becker because he's going to need that after he Dave, got- the only reason I take a knee during that song, Go Cubs Go, is because I'd be having to go on my knees to hurl and throw <laughs> up. By the way, you know, Becker should be made knee just because after he has got to tap into that. So break. what's the bet you guys have? If the Cubs win more game than the Brewers, the only thing the Brewers, i got to give them credit, the uh, only thing they have better than the Cubs is the bullpen. The Cubs bullpen. By the way, Phelps, he couldn't even make the Cubs bullpen, so what does that say about the Brewers? Dave, you have a guy that won Dancing with the Stars managing your team. i got to question some of it. Hey, and by the way, Corey Knievel, the biggest dirtbag in, in baseball. What? When he refers to his manager, hey, counsel, you don't refer to any of your manager or coaches by their last name. He's a dirtbag. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> There, you should be singing that all the way down the Rock River on Friday, Saturday afternoon, Evo. Dave, I'd rather drown myself in the Rock River than sing that song. And, and then Nelson, when the stripper, the stripper's going to be dancing to that, so it makes me a plenty of dollar bills, buddy. <laughs> Take care, guys. Go, Cubs, go. See you, Dave. Get out of here. Oh. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Unbelievable. Don't even know what to say after that call from <laughs> Dave from Monona. He had a good segment going, and then it was just disgraced. Disgraced with the Chicago scrubs. Those turds. Man. So there you go. Uh, MajorLeagueBaseball.com throwing it out there. The Brewers have the best bullpen. Well, we didn't Dave. even mention, mention some of the guys like Jake no. Faria. He well, was I, also acquired in the yeah, – yeah. speaking of Jesus Aguilar, since he was mentioned earlier today – this is probably the last time we'll mention him. Jesus Aguilar, yeah. But Justin Grimm's looking for a job. He's had success in the past. J.P. Fireisen, Wisconsin Products in the mix. Yeah. I mean, they got a ton of guys. They fly the L coming up uh, this next Friday. That's when the Brewers face the Cubs, game one. Fly, get ready to fly the L. Uh, Drew Rasmussen was a guy that was drafted in 2017 by the Rays, mm-hmm. but he was also having some arm issues, and the Rays ended up not signing him, and the Brewers swept in and signed him. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of guys that... He's been throwing well, and I did catch the... He he threw extremely well in double-A last year. He's in the mix for a bullpen spot. I know, because I did tune into the Christian Yelich Blue versus Gold series, so the first game when he was mic'd up, and he was talking about how he really liked that kid. Oh, he really thought Rasmussen had been throwing the ball well in those practices. Ooh, we got the Yelly seal of approval. That goes a long ways. That holds a lot of clout, Rowdy. 
So before we hit break here, um, the king on Twitch, the king, he sent this to us or yeah, to us last night. It was just a picture of the top ten bullpens altogether in Major League Baseball, not just just all teams. The Yankees are number one, the Padres are number two, the Brewers are number three. The Tampa Bay Rays four, the Twins five, the Braves six, the Mets seven, the A's eighth, Strohs nine, and the Dodgers are tenth. Well, I mean, for the Brewers, you know they're going to be rated high just because if you have a healthy Josh Hader and a healthy Corey Knebel, mm-hmm. it's going to be right up there when you have those two pieces. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Josh Hader gives you that huge boost right away. Let's just hope he can uh, find the strike zone this year. What's the lasting memory of Josh Hader, Rowdy? Guy couldn't find the freaking strike zone against the Nationals. Four outs away. I think the biggest thing for Josh Hader is going to be Corey Knable. Oh, that takes a I, lot of pressure. I don't. Hader. I don't want to call Josh Hader the Greg Monroe to uh, Corey Knable's Andre Drummond, but having Corey Knable behind him does make him a lot better.